What do you think of when you think nuts and fat loss? Does your mind straight away go to the fact that nuts are seen as so high calorie that they're not a fat loss friendly food? Well, today we're going to be exploring some new research that's kind of pushing against that narrative a little bit. So let's get straight into it. Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Welcome back to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian. And today we're going to be looking at some new research that is absolutely nuts. Why is it nuts? Well, because it is about nuts. <laughs> but it's also a bit crazy because of what is being presented is actually so different than what we've previously thought. And as I mentioned in the intro, Nuts have been seen as this super high calorie snack, this high calorie food that you have to be very careful with, that's not fat loss, you know, helping and all this sort of stuff. But there's been some actually some new research, you know, from the University of Wollongong. And this was actually presented at the Dietitians Australia conference. And it actually found that nuts may actually provide up to 26% less calories than we have previously thought, which is an interesting notion because that would suggest that eating nuts is a lot more, I guess, calorie friendly than we've previously thought. And I'm going to give you some examples, obviously, I'm going to talk about the specifics that the research found, but let's kind of introduce how foods used to be measured. So foods used to be measured using a, a system called the Atwater system. Now, the Atwater system, there, there is some limitations to it. It's, it's been used for a long time. It's very robust. It's one of the kind of best practices when it comes to actually determining how many kilojoules and calories and all this sort of stuff, depending on which one you use, is, is in a food. But what it doesn't take in consideration, which is why this new research is very interesting and it gives you more nuance, okay? That's what it gives you. It gives more nuance when it comes to this topic is because it doesn't take in consideration what actually happens inside the body. So we all know that the gut is so complex, that metabolism and digestion is so complex. We know that we know the fundamentals, we learn more and more about it each year, and, and we know about the best practices. But what the Atwater system doesn't do, it doesn't take in consideration what actually happens when the body tries to break down certain foods and kind of um, grab, so to speak, the calories from that food. It doesn't take that into consideration. And therefore, this new research kind of goes over that and looks at how much actual calories we are getting from nuts because the fact of the matter is that nuts as a food, they've got a tough exterior. Okay, They've got like a shell for lack of a better word. Let's think of it like that way. So what happens is we don't necessarily break it all down to extract everything from it and therefore we don't extract and absorb all the fat that's in it because you should know fats is the primary macronutrient that you'll get from nuts. That's nuts and seeds and all that sort of stuff are a fat source. And therefore, because of that, Essentially, you don't get all the calories from it. So this new systematic research looked at all these different published studies and put it all together, and they discovered some very interesting facts, so to speak, about differences in how much energy some of these nuts might actually be providing instead, okay? And yeah, they're still not 
as calorie friendly, for example, as vegetables and salads and fruits and stuff like that. You know, they've still got fats in it. You're not, not absorbing anything, but it's a lot less than we previously thought. And it, it kind of justifies and provides a bit more ease when it comes to introducing some nuts and seeds in your diet. Because, you know, like the general recommendations, like, well, 30 grams, 30 grams a day gives you a little bit of healthy fats from nuts and the nutrients, and it's a really good healthy food. But a lot of people fear it because of the fact that it's high calorie generally and the fact that, you know, it might not be the most fat loss friendly food for lack of a better word. And people kind of fear it. There's a lot of hate around it and people going, oh, yeah, you know, cut out this. You know, you shouldn't be snacking on that. And while you want to still be conscious of these things overall, this new research might actually make it a bit more easy to introduce these foods and give you less of a resistance or less of a barrier, so to speak, to actually having some in your diet. But with all that said, let's actually look at the specifics, okay? Because we're not, you know, this is not a full-on, you know, peer-reviewed podcast review of the of the research and breaking it all down. We're, we want to look at the practicalities of it, the fundamentals of what this new research tells us, so you can start thinking about it when it comes to your own your own kind of lifestyle, your own diet, okay? So using the metabolized energy method, which is different to the Atwater method that was used previously, the Atwater system. The metabolized energy method determined the digestible, they looked at kilojoules, but I did a bit of conversions, okay? I did a bit of conversions to uh, to flip it into calories, okay? So because most people are using calories, they don't use kilojoules. So, you know, I just divided the kilojoules by 4.2. So if you want the kilojoules, whatever I tell you here, multiply it by 4.2, you know, you, you'll get the amount. So it doesn't really matter. I'm going to look at four of them. They, they presented four of them mainly. They looked at almonds, walnuts, cashews, and pistachios. So almonds, they found that almonds had 4.4 calories per gram, which is 26% less than measured previously by the Atwater system. Walnuts, on the other hand, had 5.2 calories per gram, 22% less than measured by the Atwater system. Cashews had 4.9 calories per gram, 14% less than measured by the Atwater system. And pistachios had 5.4 calories per gram, 5% less than measured by the Atwater system. Now, I'm not the best mathematician out there, to be frank. So I did the conversions for the calories. I don't assume that it's going to be switching up the percentages too much. But even if it does, just get the idea that roughly around that 20% or so is, is how much less we're getting calorie, you know, energy from it. Think of it as energy instead of calories and kilojoules if you want. But more or less, the math should work. So that kind of gives you an idea of how much difference some of these, uh, you know, these foods are providing to your actual diet. Now, I didn't want to just leave you with that because that's just like, okay, cool. Then, you know, I have to then calculate or whatnot. I'm going to give you an actual practical example so you can get that like in your mind. If you're doing food tracking, it'll give you something more practically to think about, something more tangible. That's the word, tangible, <laughs> not so much practical, tangible. Okay, so for example, let's use almonds because that's one of the more popular nuts and most people eat almonds of some degree. Okay, so if we go out 30 grams of almonds, that would previously use the outward system would predict roughly about 175 calories, you know, depending on where you get your source, 175, 180, you get the point. It's close to 200 calories per 30 gram serve, 30 gram being the general quote unquote best practice amount that you should be eating of nuts and seeds. Now with the new system, okay, the new metabolized energy method that they use for this particular research, it's now found to be about 130 calories. Okay. So 175 previously 130 now. So, you know, up to around that, on average, around 50 calories difference. 
not the hugest amount in the world. So like I said, it's still saying you, it's not like it's zero calorie all of a sudden, but it's still a lot less. I mean, with 50 calories, trust me, you can work with a lot on a calorie deficit. If you're really low on calories and you need to boost up your volume eating to make you feel fuller, 50 calories can take you a long way. Trust me on this, okay? A bit, you know, a good salad, a serve of vegetables, some fruit, you know, 50 calories, you can work with that. Especially if you, especially, okay, if you weren't eating 30 grams, which most people don't eat 30 grams. I've seen this time and time again over the years. Nuts are consumed in at least 50 gram serves on average. And I, it hasn't been unheard of to hear people eat 100 grams and so. So think about the different calorie savings you might make for your own practical swaps. You'll see the big difference that it can make. So it's quite, it's quite interesting research. I mean, it's been presented at the conference. It's got a lot of, you know, it's got a lot of hype around it. It's got a lot of, you know, a lot of support around it as well. So we'll see how this research goes because it's interesting now with this new discovery, what will happen, you know, in terms of future studies on this and other foods and stuff like that. But essentially the, the consensus is that we're, we're consuming less calories from nuts than we previously thought, regardless, okay? Regardless, we're, we're consuming less. And therefore the point is that you don't have to fear nuts. They're actually going to provide less calories than you thought, but also they can provide a healthy part of your diet doesn't mean you have to eat them. You can get the nutrients elsewhere, of course. If you don't like nuts, well, you don't like nuts. If you don't like seeds, you don't like seeds. But I just don't want you to fear the calories. And this is, I guess, also a lesson in the fact that calorie tracking, it's just a tool. Yeah, you want to be pretty consistent and good with it if you want to expect the results. Because more or less, if you, if you get better at it, things will be better when it comes to actual results with it. But you also don't have to stress so much about being perfect and meticulous and being obsessed, okay, being obsessed with it because, you know, it's, it, if you're so strict with it that it takes over your life, well, what are you doing then, okay? What are you doing then? You, you want to be conscious of that. You don't want to be just constantly stressing over every single calorie because the fact of the matter, this lesson shows you that the actual amount of calories we get from food, even the food, this is, not, this is nuts. This is, we're talking about nuts here. But all food, we don't technically absorb the exact same amount each time and from each source and sources will vary. It's all, at the end of the day, some level of guesstimate in the grand overarching scheme of things. There is some guesstimation going on when it comes to calorie tracking. You want to be as accurate as you can, of course, but this shows you that metabolism does change the game a little bit. And your body is a lot more complex than just, this food says this many calories, I eat this, this is my calorie deficit. Yeah, you want to follow those fundamentals, otherwise, where will you be? You'll just be floating around and wondering what to do got to have some structure, of course, but just don't get obsessive and stress yourself over the nitty gritty. Just do overall the process. And if you ever struggle, then you get professional help for it. Talk to a sports dietitian, talk to me, reach out, let me know. Okay. In the notes below, you'll be able to see my details. So you can reach out if you want to work with a sports dietitian, but that's generally how you want to do it and go about it. Trust me, you'll be fine. So I hope this episode has been insightful. I mean, when I saw this research, I'm like, I'm going to have to do a podcast episode. I'm going to have to share this with you, okay? I want you to have this information, okay? So hope this has been informative. And yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated.